Hey guys, welcome to our new podcast, which should actually be called an awkward recording for voices because I never thought that it would be this weird, this awkward talking to a microphone sitting next to someone I've known for so long. And um, even though it's kind of cringeworthy and and weird, but um, we've been thinking about this for a long time, and even after thinking about it for a long time, we haven't been able to come up with a suitable name for a podcast. So right now we're go- we're gonna call it uh, the Pillow Talk Podcast. Now, before you guys get weirded out and ask yourselves why a podcast with two men on it is being called Pillow Talk, I wish for it's not it's, it's nothing wrong about it. There's nothing wrong about nothing it. Nothing wrong about it, but you have to conform to societal norms, <laughs> which is why I let you know what Pillow Talk actually means in this context. So, Pillow Talk can be a variety of things. It can be before or after being intimate, or without that at all, which is the case here. <laughs> maybe <laughs> the point of pillow talk is for two people to enjoy each other's presence through conversation and to just you know help each other go to bed with clear heads this That's is as per urban dictionary which is the best dictionary out there <laughs> <laughs> no oxford no oxford can stand a chance against the urban dictionary so this is what we're going to follow and that where we're going to be called the pillow talk podcast so since this is our first recording you guys should know who we are i am jay I am in my second year but I am supposed to be in my third year so I took a drop year and for anyone out there you should know that that it's absolutely fine to take an extra year before completing before starting your graduation or once you've started it's fine to take an extra year to complete the credits nobody calls jay a failure year especially not me <laughs> and we will continue to do that as long as this podcast is running and um, uh, my name is vanan i'm in my third year i'm still studying and um, i have two months of college left but i don't know what to do after this so i hope this <laughs> this um, takes us through so some time and gets us somewhere where do you, where we don't know we should be See the main the main goal from this podcast is to earn enough money to drop out of college and then return to complete our degrees. Just like Shahrukh Khan, the only difference being that we guys will actually we guys are actually smart and we don't use cocaine as often as he does. I think um, Shahrukh completed his degree, but he didn't take it from his college. See, that's just you know manipulation. <laughs> when you haven't completed your degree but i think it's fine, fine as, yeah, as, it's as long fine. as we're not coked up <laughs> or, or or a chain smoker i think it's fine yeah so uh, most of you are not most of you i'm hoping each and every one of you is at home and you guys are practicing social distancing quarantining yourselves what not to make sure that the corona virus that has become a pandemic now is not being transmitted to you or through you to anyone else So um after that security warning by Jay I think we should just clear out what this podcast is we're just basically going to talk about um whatever the hell is happening in the world and by that we don't mean it in a negative way we can mean it in a positive silly goofy manner where we can just talk about what's happening in the news what's happening um with world politics what's happening in 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 the sporting field whatever we want to talk about and you want to listen about we'll just talk about that but um because of the uh, social scenario right now we thought it was adequate to talk about the corona virus that has been spread um so we'll be um, we'll be talking about it putting our views forward and you can connect with us um through our platforms as well uh so the overall theme of the podcast that you guys might be able to observe through the various videos that we will put out 
is that it's going to follow a what the hell is happening thing where we talk about things that require our attention that require your attention and if you think that we are cowards for not discussing the CA and our CNPR debate on this podcast as the first thing that goes out then please be rest assured that you are absolutely 100% right we are cowards uh, in spite of that we felt that the coronavirus is a better thing to talk about right now because there is a lot of misinformation there is a lot of there's a lack of information rather that is very prevalent in society and one of the best ways to deal with something that you don't know enough about is to learn about it and we're not experts ourselves but just we just like um, to have our opinions being <laughs> being heard by <laughs> by everyone at all times so um, we we've uh, fact checked a lot of our information and we hope the information that we are providing to you is correct and we hope everyone out there is safe so um, uh, let's just get into it because right now I'm I'm scared and Jay isn't. So uh, I I want to ask Jay why he's not scared about the coronavirus. Uh, see, if you want my honest answer, then the answer is that uh, Ram Bhaiya will take care of me. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, if we have to be very rational about it, then I feel that as long as everyone on a very individual level is taking the precautions that are necessary, then. it should get to a situation that cannot be dealt with later i think i think everyone has a basic understanding of what a virus is we should actually talk about um, how it spreads because um, a lot of the people have have a lot of doubts about how it actually spreads so it basically spreads if you're in contact with some person uh, says about 6 feet distance from a person is adequate enough to not be in contact with them and if someone say coughs or sneezes on you with the droplets it says uh, then you might be uh, at a risk of uh, contact of contracting the virus so make sure you're distancing yourself from people you're, you're isolating yourselves you're taking care of um, people who are old and who uh, don't have um, their immune systems uh, working very well Uh, <laughs> uh so make sure um, you're away from that and just just make sure that if you have any problem like if you're coughing or have the mildest of symptoms you just go to a doctor and just uh, show it show it to them straight away the problem is that if you don't clean your hands regularly then there is a tendency as all humans have to touch your faces touch your eyes touch your mouth and that again acts as an entry entry point for the virus so um i have one question do you think China did this on purpose. Uh, <laughs> like a lot of the news says that this was a biological weapon that um, they were trying to manufacture and somehow leaked. So I'm I, I don't know what what do you think about it? So see there are again two sides to each story. The US believes that China did this as, to use as a weapon in terms of biological warfare, but China claims that so China hosts over some military championship every year. where countries from all around the world they send their military contingents usa is supposedly the contingent which wins every year but this year the contingent that was sent didn't win and china believes that this is because the us on purpose sent people who were carrying this infection into the country to you know carry out the necessary damage also um, i think the numbers in china are grossly unreported like under reported not under reported under reported like even though the numbers are extremely high 
uh, by statistics it says um, there are total of 80,967 cases in China which I believe are a lot but still less by Chinese standards and uh, the deaths that they uh, quote right now are, th- are around 3200 so do you think do you think the numbers are under reported in china uh, yeah definitely. also also another point is um, that even though they started somewhere in december they didn't Before release information about 31st it. december yeah, yeah they didn't release information about it for like a month so so see this is where the conspiracies come to an end uh, come to an end according to me because uh if you look at the blame game that's being played then the one major issue that china needs to tackle is that all countries are asking them why the entire issue of the corona virus was actually tried to you know be suppressed be suppressed with yeah. inside the country because the thing is that uh if you do start tracing the facts then this does come from the wet markets of wuhan where it jumped from uh, a bat to a pangolin and then to humans so the problem at that time was that even though the chinese uh, government the chinese healthcare industry they did detect that the, that some kind of a virus was uh, you know part of the society now and there was no cure for it what they did was they just tried to make sure that this information doesn't leave the country the doctors who had actually discovered this were told to keep their mouths shut and what's worse what's the worst thing about this is that so uh, china hosts a potluck dinner in wuhan every year which sees around 40000 people coming from various parts and getting food that they've made at home which everyone shares so in spite of a virus that was being transmitted through physical contact a virus that had no cure and chinese officials being very very well aware of the risks that were involved they went on with the wuhan potluck dinner which is when the transmission through various national borders started happening i think um, even like even till even after some time um, china like once china was infected and some of the other southeast asian countries that were infected by it i think they, they took enough measure to like control it within these countries but i think as soon as the center shifted more towards europe and italy i think that's where the whole world started facing it because the thing with europe is being the center of everything in terms of trade and in terms of uh, economy and everything i think the number of flights that europe has in connect like first of all every flight from asia to us will have a stoppage somewhere in europe every flight from that side will have a stoppage in europe so i think a lot of it like a lot of it started culminating once it hit italy and it italy it says right now there are 41000 cases with 3400 deaths which are reported more than the chinese deaths with roughly half as many cases so the situation in italy is really bad right now along with other um, european countries like um, spain and germany where essentially people are inside like they have been they, under, been lockdown. under lockdown yeah, yeah. they have been put under lockdown and i think that's what is going to happen in our country at some point if if it's not controlled very well so uh, like i i agree with what you're saying that the lockdown should only be made necessary in a situation where things go south from where they are right now and i think that's what actually happened in italy is that for a very long time they did not feel that it was something that was actually worth their attention and their time 
and this continued till it got so bad that they now that now the entire country it cannot afford to leave their houses for another say two and a half to three weeks and the problem with this is that see you and i we can afford to stay at home yeah and you know carry on with whatever yeah, work yeah. whatever work we need to do whatever studying we need to do but the people who are actually affected the most by you know issues and pandemics and epidemics like these are people who do not enjoy uh, financial monetary privilege who need to get out of their houses every day to earn basically bread. your daily wage yeah daily wage laborers yeah people who come to our houses to help us out to make sure that we are living comfortably these are the people who are actually getting the most affected and they do not have enough you know they do not have enough avenues to seek for redressal because they will not just stop working in case they feel that you know oh we i have a dry cough or oh, i have a sore throat yeah. these things don't matter to them as much as they do to us and um, i think because of that i have this um, like i i don't know if i'm right about this but but i think the numbers in india are also very underreported yeah it says um, india has a roughly about 200 or something cases i'm not sure uh let me just check it says india has 206 cases with five deaths and um, 12 new cases as per 20th march i think 200 is too less for a country as big as india and it says maharashtra has about 50 cases on its own so that's one fourth cases just in <laughs> maharashtra then so okay i understand why maharashtra will be the center because a lot of international Travel flights go there yeah but i think delhi is also very underreported and i think a lot of other um, states have to be underreported but you but it's really funny how states which are not very well developed are the states which are the safest at the moment yeah. so people in jharkhand chatisgarh up i'm assuming they are safe but <laughs> we don't know about the numbers that they're going what do you think are the actual numbers in india right now so uh, you can call me an optimistic asshole or whatever you want to but i do feel that the situation in india is not that bad right it's, now it's not that bad but i think it's still underreported yeah it's still underreported because i think a lot of people in our country because it says 80% of the cases of coronavirus are mild so sometimes you can just get confused yeah, it's, it get is confused with the common cold or flu and then just treated with your normal paracetamol and stuff and you'll be okay in a while you just away. didn't get tested is is what's happening plus the protocol of testing in india is exactly. is weird as such that you can't get tested unless you've come from an infected country or you've had direct, you've contact, had direct contact with someone who's who's uh, come from an outside country so the way we're testing is also um, completely incorrect which is why i feel there must be somewhere around 1000 cases in india probably more that we just don't know about yeah probably uh, so i agree that the testing criteria right now is extremely narrow and the only thing that such a narrow criteria does is that again it does not cater to everyone because see a single test of the covid 19 is going to cost around roughly 5000 rupees so if is you it? yeah that's, that's what i that's what i read that's expensive. and the kit for the testing is also not readily available there are only a certain few hospitals that have the kits available with them so the problem again becomes that the testing criteria being so narrow the number of tests being done being so low the problem with that becomes that you don't have an accurate representation of what the situation is like in the country 
that might give you false hope or you know that might give you the encouragement to do things that you're not supposed to be doing in this time and that is you know that is just putting us in more danger false hope reminds me <laughs> of um, our pms uh, address to the country yesterday which I, I didn't think was fruitful enough and I thought it could have been done through a single tweet yeah. where he could have just said that we'll be having a curfew on the 22nd not till 22nd but on the, on the, 20 on the 22nd I think at, like to some degree I think they're just trying out what will happen in case yeah, in I case don't there's think a it's lockdown a solitary move. yeah I think I think it's just a pilot program where they're just um, thinking about stuff that can happen so, but I think it was just unnecessary a waste of 30 minutes. Where, <laughs> but, but like I respect the thought that he said that we should genuinely appreciate the health workers and the people who are actually working on the ground at this moment while we can enjoy the comfort of sitting at our homes yeah, and definitely. and still be um, like not be affected by it. Yeah, overall I felt that the address you know serving whatever purpose it was supposed to serve it left out a lot of things that needed to be covered in terms of at least the impact of the actions that they are you know prescribing so it's fine the janta curfew on the 22nd is great like good work but the citizens deserve to know what it is going to bear in terms of fruit later on because right now there's just this state of confusion that oh if I sit at home for one day what's going to happen because coronavirus doesn't show sh- symptoms till up, up until at least you know 6 to 7 to 14 yeah. days so what is the one day of confinement going to do and again uh, so like all of us must have heard that there's going to be a 5 minute session where all of us have to stand at our doors, balconies, roofs and clap just clap and, yeah. once we hear the siren for everyone who's you know putting their lives on yeah. at risk and everything that's a great move I mean that's good we are appreciating them we are showing our gratitude but is it going to have any tangible impact if so then how I mean I think I think not everything should be correlated with having tangible impact I think it's just one of one of those moves which will help spread a little amount of positivity uh, in the lives true, and when so many people including me are panicking to some degree are having negative thoughts about what implications it will have on everything on me on my family on on the people who i love who are with me but it, i think i think it was um, slightly like um, i think he should have talked more about um, how we're planning to cope with it like how the hospitals are equipped to cope with it what if cases rise in India what will happen like all these implications I expected him to talk about but I'm assuming that down the line if he has to do it I think he will he he will have to do it at some point even USA for that matter like I felt uh, USA was very late in taking action and the major attention that was drawn to the entire you know the whole pandemic pandemic and how um, easily it, it was spreading was when it started affecting Fitting the sports, sports world. Yeah. so with the NBA shutting down everyone was taken aback that how can something that that get so much revenue and that gets and so many people the, involved the weird thing is they shut it down on the day someone tested positive yeah. not when they when they thought that someone might test positive like they didn't take precautionary measures before yeah yeah they just stopped it the day someone tested positive which i think which we both think was a tad bit late for the us but 
but now they've uh, apparently locked down the whole of um, California. California, California million has citizens. the highest population in any of the US states. 14 so million. For them to go on lockdown, it's actually a big deal. The problem with USA is that, again, with the disease, the major issue, the underlying issue is that symptoms don't show up until very late. So say 6 to 14 days till then, the symptoms do not show. And the problem that keeps coming up with that is that you don't know who to avoid and who not to avoid, which is why we see that every day, especially in the sports world, because there's so much attention that, you know, they draw to themselves. There are new cases coming up every day. So recently, Kevin Durant got diagnosed. People from the two people from the Lakers organization are said to have been tested. Yeah, but we still don't have names at this point. Yeah, and it's I, not LeBron. He was he was, he was on his Instagram I live. I can't bear to hear that it is LeBron, even though I don't like him. But I, I, I yeah, just nobody gets it. Like he was on Instagram live today and he didn't show any symptoms. He didn't cough. So, so I'm see, I'm no assuming. one is showing any symptoms. It. I'm just praying to God. Tom every, Hanks got tested. Yeah, positive. Tom Hanks got. And he got tested positive in Australia, Australia yeah. with his wife. With yeah. his wife, yeah. And I haven't heard of a you know of a lot of cases happening outside inside of Australia. So I don't know what the actual numbers are there. We'll just check and let you know. But I think what uh, what Australia has done is they have stopped people who don't have a student or a work visa to come into their country. Like they've literally shut down all tourists. Like no tourist yeah. visas are applicable, which is good. I think like they're catering to their own people. Own yeah, which is yeah. which is good. I think that is where India couldn't help but deal with the situation because. A lot of Indian students are studying abroad, especially from Delhi, Mumbai and places where people can afford to study abroad. I think India can't just shut doors to its citizens and say, Ki, no, you, you're, you're not, you're not allowed. Yeah, so a lot of the people from the US, from the UK, from Australia have come back. And um, I think one of the cases that, um, uh, that came up was a guy in Kolkata, an 18-year-old boy who, who, was, um, who came back from the UK and got tested positive on the second day of coming back after he met his mother and his mother came in contact with 20 <laughs> other government officials. So I think we're just getting a little late at every point to diagnose this. And there was another story um, from Mayur Vihar or Noida or somewhere like that where um, the guy got tested positive and he had hosted a birthday party for... Uh, 150 people. So this is a story that's coming out of, I think either Shivnadar school or Sriram Millennium in Noida. And the child whose birthday party it supposedly was, was in what, first grade or second grade. And he had 150 people turned up to his birthday. I don't think I've had 150 people I think turn up cumulatively to my birthday. Still you no. don't have enough friends. <laughs> your, your only friend is recording a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> which is why this is called Pillow Talk guys yes and uh, another one of our friends is uh, in Canada doing well fingers crossed <laughs> uh, we, we want him to come back but he's being an asshole <laughs> but yeah he has his own reason I think, I think um, honestly Canada is a little safer than India right now especially being a developed country and now that they've closed borders also yeah. I think um, they're uh, safer than India because I I also you know the reason I'm actually scared is because 
in india the the density of population is so high that especially pe- in the area that we live in yeah people can't keep a 6 feet distance <laughs> like this is not how we walk <laughs> if we if we don't walk in a herd then we're not walking yeah. so, so that, that's why i'm i'm scared of um, it being a really it like i hope not but like i'm scared of it being a bad situation in india but i hope like because i think people have started like being cautious yeah. yeah i think um uh, we'll be fine touch wood but um, yeah i think that there were a lot of um, other uh, indian cases as well where uh, people tested positive but they had interacted with a lot of people so i hope a lot of those people who they interacted with are like are not showing any symptoms yeah. are okay at the moment but surprisingly a lot of the cases came out from noida and ghaziabad and there are like around it is where the real money is <laughs> a lot of like i think there were around um, there are still about 3 3 to 3 cases, cases in yeah. in, in gurgaon and um, a lot of it um, coming from gaziabad and noida yeah. from that side overall but you know one good thing that came out was as soon as like the first couple of cases were out in delhi we shut down stuff very quickly like people were more informed about not playing holi people were uh, more informed about not having a public gathering again very quickly um, the shopping malls the cinema halls the colleges were shut down which i think was a was a great move by both the central and the state governments yeah that's true and there are still people who think that you know social distancing is a joke and it's not going to help so just a disclaimer for you guys you guys suck If anything happens to our country, it's because of you. If anything happens to me, I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and if there is anything that goes wrong, I swear to God, I'll hunt each of you down and I'll make sure that you're made to leave this country immediately. But uh, apart from that, I I do feel that you know we've taken appropriate measures at more or less the right time, and that's going to help us minimize the damage that. we are inevitably going to face i think a lot of the damage like apart from the social damage that we'll face is going to come from um, like the economic side of things as well the market <clears throat> the stock market is crashing down um, a lot of the stocks are like going under i have personally faced losses which i don't <laughs> want to discuss about but um, i think a lot like it will again obviously it will create an economic impact both in terms of like tourism like india gets a lot of tourism in the service industry and it's not going to get it for a good time like i think what do you think would be the timeline for not having a good tourism like in any country for that matter so see at least a month month no let me half. ask you how long do you think this stuff will go on for like the corona virus okay okay fine so uh, again like i mentioned earlier i am being very optimistic with the entire situation and so see it's today is the 20th of 20th of march I feel that everyone will be uh, much, much less paranoid and much, much less worried about all of this in about exactly a month. So, twentieth April, I feel, is when everyone will just be able to go out of their houses, live lives as they have been doing so before you know these th- before this virus came about and before the risk came on to us. I think a lot of it depends on. the amount and the quality of information that will be made available to the citizens as well because still there's so much ambiguity about what is happening how many people are impacted how should we take care of ourselves is going around that 
citizens don't even know what to abide by and what not to abide by like some people don't know how to exactly follow social distancing as well so i mean um, that will create a problem but again talking about the economic impact i think tourism will take a hit for about easily about like 6 months probably yeah, yeah. more probably more and um, we were we were reading a few articles uh, while preparing for this podcast and we read that um, the un conference of trade and development has estimated a loss of about 350 million dollars in trade for india mm-hmm. that's a lot especially for a declining economy <laughs> like, like it's not like it's not like we're doing very well and we can just sustain anything that comes yeah, our way a 350 million dollar loss is a lot and uh but like at the same time um a lot of our imports are from china as well so um that will create a negative impact on it a lot of our exports are to the us which will create an impact so uh, 350 million dollars seems a solid amount to me but i think at the same time um, like you correctly pointed out before this podcast is how about how india is going to benefit from the whole situation as a asian superpower so yeah what i was saying was that with china you know being the epicenter now it's europe but earlier obviously it was china since that is where the virus came out of the thing is that with investors confidence going down in the you know chinese manufacturing units just the chinese trade in general what that might help india to do is emerge as the you know superpower in asia which it's been trying to do for a very long time and that is one way that i do feel that the economy will benefit from everything that's happening in and around the world another thing that uh, i noticed not this doesn't involve india at least for now it doesn't is that ever since the cold war ended there have been times of conflict within the great powers you know great powers right now i'm talking about uh, russia usa yes, i think russia has reported many cases have they i don't know i don't know what russia <laughs> Nobody knows what Russia has. Yeah, you just no. get to know that fine. Russia has done this. Russia has done that. Yeah, Russia has about two hundred cases with one death. Oh, that's great. In a country <laughs> that's that huge. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, But so, again, information <laughs> from these countries know. is um, again. Yeah. yeah. So coming back to what I was talking about, so the superpowers, if you talk about Russia, China, and USA, then when it comes to you know collective good of the world, then they have acted. in unison with each other but right now i feel that after 1991 that is when the cold war reportedly ended i don't know what ever ended, ended. Yeah. <laughs> so after that i think this is the first time that two superpowers namely usa and china are at very very you know are clearly at war with each other the us president that we all know for whatever reasons has kept calling this virus the chinese, chinese virus, virus yeah. and even though you know fine you might want to call it that because of the country that it came out of it's still a very racist, you think it's a racist comment i think it's a racist comment because see a chinese virus for people i think i think yeah i think it has different connotations but if you say to someone on, who is a chinese person yeah. living in the us yeah so again we i mean it has different connotations yeah. but it completely depends on how you how you, you speak put it forward yeah. and you saw in the press conference that trump organized it he did mean it in a slightly derogatory way so uh, that is one thing that i don't know how it's going to fare out or if it's going to have any impact at all on the global economy but i think there will we'll be to wait and see it, um, i just read a statement by by mr anand mahindra where he said that um, there's going to be a very strong recession 
after this like during and after um this whole thing um, that's not nice i'm supposed to graduate next year yes, i want need, i want a job we want jobs <laughs> we want we want money please guys <laughs> do, do social distancing <laughs> and <laughs> also if you just want to sponsor us then that's also fine we can we are cool with not working as long as we, we have money to spend yeah, do you think we should start a patreon <laughs> just give us money and we'll we'll put content out for you yeah anything you shouldn't be worried about you know how will they be comfortable putting this out we'll put anything out we're comfortable talking about anything which is why it's called pillow talk yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents are going to be hearing this i don't know what they're going to think after they find out that i am having or i am indulging in pillow talk with manan but my parents are already <laughs> scared about that <laughs> so um what do you think about um the fatality rate like it says that um, there are just about 10000 deaths that there have been throughout like 200 or 300000 cases that have been reported so i think that number is very low that number is very low but again like you don't correlate everything with death because yeah. a lot of a lot of like it a lot of it comes from the place of suffering as well like you don't want to suffer <laughs> death is fine but if it's happening it's happening yeah death is fine but if you're suffering for like a good two weeks because i read the first person who got like right now the first person um uh, in india who got it he the first indian sorry the first indian who got it he was uh, in quarantine for about 15 days like not quarantine he was treated for 15 mm-hmm. days after which uh he felt better so even 15 days of suffering with with that amount of dry cough with the fever about with no one being allowed to come near you exactly and yeah. i think that's a very like it it's a again, tough situation we, 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 we to talk about um the mental health challenges that it also poses on a lot of people on a lot of people not really like on everyone it will like someone yeah. who's been put into quarantine or who is going to be put into quarantine who's scared about that i think it'll take a lot of like mental strength to go through those 15 20 days um of time yeah i mean if you if you take me for example then it's just pure paranoia that is causing me to induce the symptoms of coronavirus so if i keep thinking that oh no my throat is closing up oh i have cough or oh do i have fever then i will convince myself that i am feeling warmer than usual oh i need to go drink water water otherwise i'll keep coughing the entire night and these aren't things that are actually happening to me it's just the paranoia that you know has been set into society that's causing all of this to take place so jay saying this as i'm touching my forehead checking the temperature <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah so the overall situation with regard to mental health is bad and but i think i think it gets worse when you see pictures of the quarantine yeah, outside oh, like the bad. the delhi airport it's because it says at like i read it like a few days back when it said that it had 50 people four bedrooms and three bathrooms and the bathrooms were in abysmal condition like like nobody should go to that bathroom if you don't have anything you'll get something from that bathroom <laughs> and i think it's it's so traumatic for anyone who's coming out like coming from another country to india just thinking in the worst case scenario if they're put there that's scary yeah because that doesn't ensure recovery in any way exactly and like you oh my god it's scary I and can't. the worst part is that manan is telling me what a shared bathroom is like so <laughs> i have to share a bathroom in my hostel with 
everyone on my floor but i hope it's clean so see that is what the Did assumption is the picture it, the assumption is that my bathrooms would be clean but there are people who just don't want to flush after they've taken a shit we'll talk about jail bathroom crisis in a later podcast it's sad because i think that they're doing it on purpose like they take a shit and they don't want to press the flush they just want the next person to come and do it i think that's some sort of high that they get <laughs> from not flushing yeah, I think and making other people suffer i think it's the engineers but i think this is where where um, we should applaud um the companies that are doing bits for these people like i heard in aero city they're providing bedrooms like like basically full isolation quarantine bedrooms for people at uh 3100 bucks with breakfast lunch and dinner which Being i think served in your room like you don't yeah, have to move at all yeah which i think is a great move by a lot of the companies but again they're facing a lot of losses at this moment nobody is coming for their rooms anyway so might <laughs> as well do that so i think i think it's good like even though they're doing business but like i think it's pretty cool what they're doing see uh if you look at all the things that we've spoken about in consolidation right now then the problems that i feel are very prevalent and the solutions that need to be implemented again this is coming from this is my opinion and this in no way you know guarantees success or anything but i just feel that there needs to be more of an incentive to you know private hospitals to ensure that they procure the necessary equipment for testing mm. so that it improves it leads to at least a horizontal expansion of the testing of the testing avenues and then at the same time we need to make sure that there is no undue profiteering that's going on due to a crisis say in the tourism industry mm. in the hotel industry in the hospitality hospitality industry or the medical industry yeah i think um, like i think when when there was a dengue crisis or something like a few years back i think a lot of the like like the government stepped up and they said no test would cost more than 600 yeah. bucks yeah. so they so they put a put a line on that so which i think would be the case in like it will happen if if this becomes a greater issue in our country which i think is a good move again but i think um, I read I read another article where um, somebody talked about how um, how um, basically we don't have enough power to have those many cases like we don't have enough hospitals enough beds to deal with to deal with the crisis large volume of cases this yeah. huge so that scares me a little bit and then there were reports where people were like experts were saying that um, we should turn our stadiums into hospitals and stuff. that shit scares me <laughs> i don't want to i just don't want to go to hospital bottom line so uh, see in our country there are people so our country records i think uh, the highest number of cases by road accidents on a daily basis mm-hmm. there's not a lot of attention there our country records almost 2 lakh deaths a year because of tuberculosis something that other countries have learned how to tackle Yeah. so in our country problem is in terms of capability in terms of assertion and application so even if you want to do something do we have the enough do we have enough resources do we have the capabilities to back up that assertion yeah i think there's too much uncertainty in this yeah, moment there's just not enough information available to us to you know feel safe about the yeah. future we like right. this point at least let's just bring in a little bit of positivity here <laughs> um according to reports um canada has like canada has separated the virus or something where which would make it easier for them to come up with a uh, with a vaccination for um 
for corona virus which i think is a is a good thing other than that i read i read articles about how um, a 103 year old woman survived survived yeah, yeah which is that's great hats off to the woman hats off to the doctors who have to do it yeah and uh, so another fun or interesting thing that you might want to know is why is this called corona and does it have anything to do with the beer that we also they all first beer sure they tanked by 30% down they have i don't think they have ever faced these because because corona is very tasty so the origination the origin of the name actually corona in spanish means a crown so the people who named the beer wanted it to be known as you know sort of a luxury beer that only the kings and the queens drink why is the virus called the corona virus is that the shape of the virus or the bacteria which is causing it and when it multiplies it takes the shape of a crown ஒன்னும் like vaccination and stuff for that um it doesn't happen anymore. yeah it doesn't happen that much but again it's as deadly um, as it is in humans as well so um so that's a good thing and a lot of people have asked her about um about a possible vaccination <laughs> for for humans like they've come into her clinic and just go like and just go like doctor we need injection dawa le kya doctor we need an injection and i don't know give it to them let it is this is what i meant by preventing profiteering from crisis as it i had injected just tell them that it's going to cost you about 25000 bucks that that's all that's all 25000 bucks and injected to the whole family if something happens they claim it but i think um, we have a little bit of positivity coming out from china as well where they've closed down their last apparently they've closed down their last um, emergency yeah, hospital because there aren't enough cases virus. to sustain the hospital anymore yeah so that's and, yeah i mean there are a lot of i think a lot of southeast asian countries have also controlled like singapore for that matter yeah so middle east once you start coming towards the middle east it's getting slightly bad but southeast asia yeah they're doing a great job at containing the like we 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 heard um, close to zero information from um, saudi arabia as well. like i don't know what's happening in saudi at this moment this 274 cases in saudi zero deaths no that that's great again information <laughs> from saudi yes. <laughs> we don't know information from saudi because <laughs> reporters get shot <laughs> Yeah so if you look at the overall situation i mean it is bad but it might not be as bad as it's being made out to be on instagram on facebook and i think it's serious i think it's serious YouTube. but it's not like i don't know i, I don't want to say it's not bad because yeah, i'm scared it is bad so if you want to compare you know the corona virus to other things that have happened like sars or something like that the problem with that is that sars had a mortality rate of almost 34% and that's very high the difference between the two and why coronavirus has caused you know a larger has caused more chaos is that coronavirus has become a transnational phenomenon is that it's jumping from country to country and it's changing epicenters so that is what is scary about this and it's just you know a very major lack of information in terms of 
who you're supposed to hang out yeah. with, who you're not supposed to hang out with, how you might be, you know, contracting the infection. Again, um, final thoughts. When do you think? So I am saying 20th April, we'll all be good to go. We'll be planning trips. Do you think one month, one month of self-isolation is enough to like cause the graph to like flatten out? Yeah, because see, a self-isolation for a month gives clarity on who is infected, who isn't. That's true. And that gives you the avenue to, you know, be selective in terms of yeah, interaction. Yeah, I think you'll be, you'll be more selective, but you won't be as free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. So again, guys, on a final note, stay safe, wash your hands 15,000 times a day. Don't waste water while you're doing that. Use hand sanitizers. Use use hand sanitizers. Take all the precautions that have been given by the WHO. Do what Modi ji is saying because it will help somewhere down the line. And uh, please just just take care of yourself. If you think there's even a slightest chance that you're infected or someone near you is infected, please, please get tested somehow. Just don't treat it as something normal and basic. Just get it tested. Stay safe and uh, please take care of yourselves. And social distancing is important, guys. And if in a if if you're in a situation where you just necessarily have to go out, have to go to a crowded place, please make sure that you cover your face and you wash your eyes as regularly as possible, mm-hmm. and also your hands. So and also, if there's anything that you feel that you know we might have said that's incorrect or does not make sense, please feel free to reach out to us or have said something wrong about this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And again, these are our opinions. These in no way are to be enforced by yes. you or by people in your lives. And this is, again, a great way to, you know, spend time while you're in isolation. Solitude. So <laughs> I think this is a perfect time period for us to reach the 10,000 subscribers <laughs> mark. Within this week. Within, yeah. within the coronavirus. <laughs> it has to happen now. Guys. Also, guys, you can reach out to us on our individual Instagram handles. My Instagram handle is manankalra 98 and mine is jamalotha29. We'll be adding all of this in the description as well. And we'll we'll probably um, have a, have an Instagram page for the podcast as well. So you can reach us reach out to us there as well. In case you guys you know observe later on that our Instagram aesthetic is very dismal, then please sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us or just try and help us out because yeah. we suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, I think I think that's about it. If you have uh, any recommendations, anything you can you can hit us up. We'll or be anything you want us to talk about. Yeah, because we we generally have opinions on everything, <laughs> which is why it's called the Pillar Talk <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> yeah, hope you guys had fun. Bye. Thanks, guys.